Welcome to Notes from the Electronic Cottage. I'm Jim Campbell. The past few weeks have been, not surprisingly, taken up with COVID-19 news and, more recently, with protests surrounding the deaths of African Americans at the hands of local police departments. That has been true in general and true here at the Electronic Cottage as well, as we've tried to look at the interweaving of tech and COVID-19 and of tech and street demonstrations. In both cases, with a focus on digital tracking, or as health officials prefer to call it, tracing. But just because that has understandably been our focus does not mean that other issues in the digital world have stood still, because, of course, they never do. So, before we take a look at where digital COVID-19 tracking, or tracing, of smartphone apps stand at the moment, let's look at a few other things that might be worth a quick listen. In the Are You Kidding? department, researchers at the Ben-Gurion University of the Negev and the Weizmann Institute of Science in Israel have developed a way to listen in on sounds in any room from many feet away outside of a building. Something like this has been technically possible previously, That approach used fairly high-end lasers to capture the vibrations on windows that sounds in the rooms made. But that is not something that your average pervert is likely able to master, although your slightly above-average law enforcement agency might be. And of course, since there is technically no search of the interior of the premises taking place, a lot of law enforcement folks would not think these pesky search warrant requirements should apply here. Still, you'd need lasers and a good bit of skill to do this. But how about if someone could, for the cost of a reasonable telescope and a 400 buck sensing device connected to a laptop, accomplish the same thing? Or more? Well, that's special, as the church lady used to say, and that is exactly what these researchers have demonstrated. How did they do it? Here comes the Are you kidding, part? They used the telescope to zoom in on an uncovered light bulb in a room and then detect the very slight variations in vibration that sounds create on the light bulb's surface. The researchers were not only able to monitor conversations, but also to actually identify pieces of music that were playing in the room from 80 feet away outside of the building. Although this is probably not the reason your mom said to close the drapes at night, it's sure another good reason to follow that advice. If the telescope can't see the bulb, all bets are off. And speaking of, are you kidding? Surveillance tech. Longtime listeners may remember reports from some years ago of ultrasonic frequency sounds outside the range of human hearing being emitted by, in those days, television programs. If those frequencies were picked up by a cell phone in the room, they could be harvested by advertisers to see what people were watching so the advertisers could better personalize ads to viewers' tastes. Way back in 2016, the Federal Trade Commission warned about this technology, and researchers the next year found, count them, 234 Android apps that were actually listening for just those signals and then sending them on to who knew who without the owner's permission or knowledge. 
Now, of course, smart televisions do that all the time, so nobody needs those ultrasonic devices for those purposes anymore. But those are not the only uses of such technology. Those frequencies could be used for device fingerprinting, for example, or to enable different apps on a user's phone to communicate with one another without the user's permission or knowledge. There's a fight going on in the computer standards world right now about whether or not this ultrasonic tech should be regulated. We'll go out on a very short limb here and predict that we haven't heard the last of this issue, and that the next time we hear about it, it will be because it has been badly abused. Meanwhile, another tech that we've been following for years has really been in the limelight lately, as police have begun using facial recognition technology, speaking of badly abusing tech, to identify protesters in the recent demonstrations following George Floyd's death at the hands of Minneapolis police. This has caused quite a stir, so much so that IBM has said it's getting out of the facial recognition software business and Amazon and Microsoft are suspending selling facial recognition software to police departments in the U.S., although whether that includes federal agencies or police in other countries is not so clear. Microsoft's president, Brad Smith, told the Washington Post that, quote, we've decided we will not sell facial recognition technology to police departments in the United States until we have a national law in place grounded in human rights that will govern this technology, end quote. At least a few Congress critters, as Jim Hightower would say, have gotten the message, and congressional committees have held several hearings about a national approach to governing the use of facial recognition, both in government and perhaps in the private sector as well. The electronic cottage is a short feature, so if you'd like a longer look at this issue and the latest developments, and a few jokes thrown in in the bargain, we hardly suggest a look at John Oliver's Last Week Tonight for June 14, 2020, in which he dedicates the whole program to this issue. You'll hear a lot of things that will sound familiar if you're a regular Electronic Cottage listener, and a lot that won't be familiar, since he can say things on cable that we can't say on an FCC-licensed broadcast outlet. And we might not even say them anyway. Oh yeah, and then there's COVID-19 and the ins and outs of tech tracking of those who were or may have been exposed. Great Britain has just announced that it intends to keep the identities and health records of those who've come down with COVID-19 for 20 years. And at least one young woman in the U.S. has been stalked by a fellow who was able to key into a COVID-19 tracking app on her smartphone. And a young woman in Britain started getting calls with a national health caller's ID from someone claiming to be doing contact tracing for the government, who asked for all sorts of personal information, but who, of course, was not from the government at all. Anyone who thought we were going to run out of digital issues to follow in this very strange time is, alas, incorrect. As we'll see, right here, on future editions of Notes from the Electronic Cottage. And, by the way, if you value the information and music you hear on WERU, Funathon Weekend is coming up starting tomorrow. It's all online this time. You know why. 
So please jump online and make a donation. You'll be glad you did. And so will all of WERU's listeners. Thanks. Thanks.